Let's talk a little college football right now with our guy, Mike, Mark Zinno. Uh, you can find his work with the Sports Grid. Mark, what's going on? I heard a rumor that you were at the uh, Yankees-Braves game, or that, uh, yeah, Yankees-Braves, uh, both teams, nine straight victories. What do you think happens tonight here? Yanks got a 3-1 to lead. Yeah, uh, I was. I actually took my, my kids to their first ever Yankee game, and granted, it wasn't a Yankee stadium, but growing up in New York, you know, it's like the – the, the, the day that you, you live for as a dad is to take your kids to their first baseball game. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm going for the rare, like, sort of uh, split here. Because the one bet I made on the game tonight was uh, Oscar Noah over five and a half Ks. Uh, and he hit that in the fourth inning. So I was going for the bet, you know, that, that helps my pocket. But the emotional bet that the Yankees win the game, they're hanging on to a 3-1 lead right now. And a real good pitcher's duel uh, as they're in the top of the eighth with runners in scoring position. But uh, it was it, it was a great game, very exciting game, well pitched, well played on both counts. Let's hope the Yanks can hang on at least for uh, my emotional fandom's sake. I love it, man, because we both cashed early. I was on Jordan Montgomery tonight under five and a half strikeouts. I mean, the the Braves just don't strike out against lefties. Um, yeah, so I have a seven year old. I've taken him to one game. Was your kid interested in the game? Like my kid was for about like an hour and a half, but seven years old, like he was more interested in like the hot hot dog stand guy and like yeah. the, the on-field entertainment i gotta tell you man it was, listen i was proud of them for being interested in the game as long as they were yeah you know they're asking questions they kept asking me can we go meet aaron judge i'm like guys no i, I mean i got pull in life but i ain't got that kind of pull. Yeah. like i can't go down there and just go hang out with aaron judge he's in the middle of playing a game but yeah they certainly housed uh what was it you know chicken fingers cotton candy ice cream lemonade it was just it was a drain on my wallet thank god my bet cash so we'll get a little bit of a back try to call it a, a square night but they they paid attention for a solid five innings we were there for about five five innings plus so i was pretty happy with it mark what do you think about these yankees so far like especially this recent streak of them just being phenomenal like i'm a huge yankees guy not a fan but just like betting them this past i don't know two weeks and it's been phenomenal for me how do you how do you view the yankees in their future especially with their world series aspirations they're getting hot at the right time yeah, they are. I mean, look, and this is a team you thought you'd see all year long from them, right? Good hitting. They're getting good starting pitching. Their bullpen still is a little shaky, especially at the closer situation, which kind of is nauseating. You know, as they go into the late innings here, you know, Yankee fans just get this, this knot in their stomach wondering how the last six outs are going to go at this point in time. Um, but aside from that, you know, this is what you thought you'd see. And as you start to see guys like LeMahieu's average creep up, Aaron Judge is creeping up near 300, John Carlos Stanton is up near 270. Like, these are the guys we thought they were going to hit. And of course, they're getting a huge lift from Rizzo and Gallo. I mean, just the, the amount of power. Those guys don't have to hit anything other than 250 as long as they're yanking the ball out of the ballpark, ballpark one, out of, one out of every, you know, six or seven at-bats. Everything's going great for them from that standpoint. They're scoring runs and they're pitching well. This is what we thought we'd see all season long. Still remains to be seen, guys, as far as them, you know, how they're going to fare in the playoffs. However, you know, you start, talked about where they were at the beginning of the streak. You're talking about, like, plus 1,200 to win the division. You know, now you get them. I mean, it's, they're, they're moving right, you know, close to the favorite. That's how, how well they played over the last nine games. If they hang on to win this thing, it'll be 10 in a row. So the value is dropping quickly. If you really want to take any bet on them right now, it's just to win the World Series because you'll get at least a letter. You'll get a better number at that point in time when you're closer to 8 or 9 or 1. Yeah, I had to do it myself, Mark, last week, man, even as a Yankee hater. And I'm not even really a Yankee hater. I'm just a Cubs fan. So everything in life sucks for me right now, except for the fact that we do have college football right around the corner. Now, I'm obviously jacked for week one. But we don't have to wait, man. We got football coming up this Saturday. I know it's Nebraska and Illinois. I like to make jokes like it should be a death match, loser forced to go to the MAC. But uh, anything that you like week zero in college football? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I would tell you dogs, dogs, dogs at this point, uh, with the exception of the Fresno State Connecticut game. I mean, you, you look at Nebraska, Illinois, 
what's the reason to have faith in either one of these teams? Scott right. Frost is in the hot seat. Illinois isn't exactly, you know, they go from Lovey Smith to another non-inspiring hire, right? So it's just like, dear Lord, how many, how many times can you not turn this program around? I'd shop around for a number, look for six and a half, maybe even if you can get it to seven. Uh, but anything less than that, you know, it's probably a stay away from me. But I'd lean on Illinois as a dog here. The one game I feel really good about uh, is Fresno State. Remember, Connecticut didn't play ball last year at all. Uh, and so, you know, that's a big number. But the way you play this game, guys, take Fresno State in the first half. Take Fresno State team total in the first half. If you can find it, shop around again. Look for uh, for good value on that pick. That's what I do because I, I have a pretty good feeling that come the second half, Fresno could be pulling a bunch of their starters in favor of backups to play this game. You just don't want to end up getting backdoored by a late touchdown or, you know, something where they settle for a field goal instead of a touchdown and you end up not covering. So I feel a lot more, you know, secure in the first half on that one. I love Hawaii getting 17 and a half and turning a whole bunch of starters. Look, the big thing about Hawaii that everybody always talks about, right, is the flight to the mainland. Well, that's not really a problem here because they can – They've been on the mainland, right? Like they, they can practice here. That they're not, you know, jet lagged or anything else like that. Plus, UCLA hasn't really put together an offense that scares you enough for them to be favored by 17 points. I don't know if Hawaii will win the game, but I certainly think they can keep it close enough. I mean, the same thing with the Aggies. You know, I just I look at New Mexico State and I'm like, this is too many points for a UTEP team um, that that doesn't present a lot uh, offensively that scares you. Um, I get it. New Mexico State has struggled, but. Uh, I would lean on them as a dog, too. I mean, that's kind of where I am for, for week zero as far as the plays are concerned. Man, I love it. I literally, I'm not even just BSing you. I've literally played all those, and my favorite play was Hawaii, getting the 17 with Hawaii, man, because I completely agree. Anything that you played as far as win totals, I fired off on a couple a couple weeks back, and my favorite one was Kansas State over five and a half wins. I just think that number is way too low. I paid the juice. And then with Indiana, they made me a lot of money last year, but I had to go under eight. I just, I don't see that team winning nine games. Smart. Anything you Smart. played? Yeah, yeah no. Uh, the Indiana thing is probably an aberration. The other thing I think that may be an aberration is Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust them. Look, they had eight wins for just the third time in school history, and they are the second favorite to win the Big 12. I, I just I need to see more. I'm not, not questioning Matt Campbell as a coach or anything like that. I just There's not enough backup there for me to, to rely on that team. However, my favorite play, and I'm literally staking my gambling reputation on Lane Kiffin. Hashtag things I never thought I'd say in yes. my life, staking anything on Lane Kiffin. But I love Ole Miss over, over uh, uh, seven and a half wins. I mean, look, this is a team that's going to score. Um, it's death taxes and Ole Miss overs for me during the entire college football season. If you look at their schedule, they currently play three ranked teams, Alabama, LSU, and A&M. Let's just assume those are all losses. The other SEC West team they're going to play is Auburn. I'll even call that a loss. But if you look at the other eight opponents, there's literally no reason they shouldn't boat race every single one of those teams. So, and, and there's a chance, by the way, they could beat, not necessarily Alabama, but they could beat, you know, A&M or LSU or Auburn. You know, remember, they dumped 48 on Alabama last year. They returned their quarterback. They, I mean, Kiffin is, is out to show the world that he's a dynamic play caller and one of the smartest combined offensive football He's going to put up a 50-burger week one against LSU. Now, granted, again, I say, I say Ole Miss over is because the defense isn't all that good either. Right. Like, you'll see, you'll see Louisville in week one score 25 or 30. I mean, it's, that, that should get to 80 without breaking a sweat in that game, uh, in that week one game between Ole Miss and, uh, and Louisville. So, I'm on Ole Miss over seven and a half wins, and, and as much as every over I can look at for LSU that's favorable, I'll jump on top of it. Mark, uh, let's switch to the NFL really quickly here. 
Um, what are you liking week one of the NFL? Now, we've been, you know, some degenerates like everybody else. We've been looking at preseason a little too heavily. So uh, our pockets need some help in the regular season. Anything you love in week one? And also, my personal fandom is with the Washington football team. They're one-point dogs against the Chargers right now. I'm leaning for Washington in that game. Also, the under 44 and a half, just because I think both defenses are going to come out. And I, I'm not crazy impressed with Washington's offense, but also Justin Herbert is a good quarterback, but I think he's going up against a tough defense as well. I'm looking the under in that. Anything that you just love week one in the NFL? I don't know how many sides I really have a favorable on. However, I will say I just think it's seven and a half is too many points for the 49ers to be laying in Detroit. Uh, it's just a tough number to lay on the road. However, I will say the one game that I lean on the most uh, as far as a total is concerned is Seattle, the Col- and Seattle and the Colts under 49 and a half. This number was up, it's originally put out at 50, 50 and a half. And then we found out that Carson Wentz issue is there. Carson Wentz is coming back, so the number's been holding steady. But still, I don't know that I think either one of these offenses is going to be very dynamic in week one. Plus, Frank Reich will run the ball more than anything because that's what Frank Reich does. Seattle doesn't exactly have a potent offense. Yes, they've got names at Russell Wilson at DK Metcalf, you know, and a whole bunch of other guys. But still, when their running game is non-existent and really have to figure out what Chris Carson's health situation is, uh, we assume he's healthy going into the season, but it's always a question mark with him uh, because the guys are chandelier for the most part. But that said, I like the under in that one. And as much as Buffalo and Pittsburgh are two named commodities and Pittsburgh's defense is good and Buffalo's defense is very aggressive and very fast and everything else, I mean, I'm under 51 with this total at 50. Um, and so I would take the over in this game. You know, I know those defenses, again, they're supposed to have players and they're supposed to be good. But but look at that spread, guys. If, if the number is seven right now. Right. And so if you think this game is going under, you better be betting Pittsburgh. Exactly. But if you're taking Buffalo, this is the over. There's, there's, a, there's a correlating bet there. Um, and, and it's not that I, I would love to take Buffalo, but I just think both of these teams are going to score. It's, it, it's one of the highest totals of the week, but I don't, I don't think it's even high enough at this point. I would lean on the over in Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Mark, thanks so much for joining us, man. We're going to have to have you on again in a couple weeks here to talk some college football once we hit uh, week one. Looking forward to it. Anytime, fellas. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. That's a guy right there, Mike Zeno. You can find his work with the Sports Grid, talking college football with us. If you missed that interview, maybe you entered in the middle of it, you're watching some baseball, maybe you had to put the kids to sleep, all you got to do, go to wherever you find your podcast. BetMGM Tonight is what you search. 